Hey there! Welcome to Imperfectly Pollyanna, a podcast where we have real and honest talk while finding the good in the imperfections, whether in homeschool, faith, health, or overall life. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, certified health coach, medical professional, and eternal optimist. I don't know about you, but I have this ongoing love-hate relationship with social media. I love that you can meet people from all walks of life and from all around the world, literally. When we first started our infertility journey, I started a blog that allowed me the opportunity to find other women who were not only supportive, but who really got it. There were bloggers within that community who formed even smaller groups of support and would make sure to check in with each other. I became lifelong friends with several of those women, and some have even been with us on family vacations. Believe it or not, I actually got my first tattoo on a meetup with two of them. I've watched their kids grow up, and our friendships have moved from the blogging world to Facebook and Instagram. I used to tell those in my quote-unquote real life that some of my best friends lived in my computer. Several years ago, I met a girl in a mom group on Facebook who had reached out to me about nutrition. She was not local to me, but we hit it off immediately, and by the time I was able to meet her in person about a year later, it was truly as if we had known each other our entire lives. We now talk via FaceTime on a regular basis, send packages to each other, and I can't imagine her not being in my life. I love her children as if they were my own, and I've only met the youngest one. Social media has not only allowed me to build friendships I would have never had, but It's also given me a way to stay connected to family that I see maybe once a year, if that. Family has always been important to me, and I'm so grateful to still be living near my immediate family, including my in-laws. However, connecting with extended family and being a part of their lives is such a blessing as well. Besides staying connected to people, let's be honest, I also love seeing the little things like keeping up with cute animal videos, finding new ideas to do in our homeschool, even reading about things I'd like to think I'll do one day, but in all actuality, know that I will never get around to doing it. Is that just me? But with all things bright and shiny, there is always a flip side to it all. There's the bullying, the horrendous acts done to innocent lives that you read about in news articles and videos, and the comparisons. Whew. I love scrolling through things, but then find if I scroll too long, I begin feeling not only uninspired, but like I am totally failing at life. Because that's how my brain works. It can't be, oh, things are okay. I am either things are great, or I am in the depths of despair and failing at life. Again, just me. (laughs) Pinterest is such an interesting site, isn't it? It's almost like a mini version of Google. Want to know how to do something? Pinterest it. <laughs> Want to know the signs and symptoms of something? Pinterest it. Want to find inspiration for that future life you're really never going to get? Pinterest it. Seriously, the amount of hairspiration ideas I have would have me bald by the time I had dried all the different styles. There are not enough hours in the day to try all the homeschool ideas I have saved. I have a board for everything from homesteading clothes, rabbits, chickens, homeschooling, and each topic of homeschooling has its own board like math, reading, science, even organization, which (laughs) that has me laughing all in of itself because the thought of me having my act all together with organization and homeschooling, hilarious. Then you have Instagram, 
with all of its filters and its color schemes. If you follow anybody that has a business, especially, you know, the girl bosses, the mom bosses, that kind of stuff, nothing against them whatsoever. I high five them. I think they're fantastic. But I see those. And whenever people on Instagram learn that the algorithm will push out things that look pretty or that meet a certain standard that they think people want to see, then they start changing themselves to be able to fit into those algorithms so that they will be seen more. Nothing against them whatsoever. They're trying to live life and figure out all the things and some of them truly enjoy it. But I do kind of wonder like, does everyone that does that, that their Instagram feeds look so pretty and organized, like do they really enjoy that? Yes, I am on Instagram and I have my own little brand palette that I've done on Canva and it's pretty and it's happy and you know, happy colors because I'm all about happy colors. (laughs) But my feed is just me. It's things that I think that would be helpful to other people. And you get to looking at other people that I know that they're women, that that is their jam. Their jam is to organize. Their jam is to have things look pretty and to be creative and all that. But that's just not me. I'm in several Facebook groups for homeschooling. And then there are several Facebook groups that I'm in for other things. Full confession and disclosure here. Back like last September, my Facebook got shut down, my account, and couldn't, of course, talk to anybody on Facebook because you can't do that (laughs) for some reason. And I couldn't figure out what I had done wrong. I am not someone that likes to post controversial things. I might have plenty of thoughts and plenty of words that I can say, but I don't say them. I actually tame my tongue. Sometimes my tongue is got holes in it from biting it so hard, but I don't like drama. So somehow my account got reported and it got shut down. So I had to start a new thing. I was really frustrated because it deleted so many of my memories and I struggle with memory issues. Um, That's a whole podcast episode of itself, (laughs) but it was just devastating to me that I had lost that. And, um, Okay, so now I'm sitting, this is so random, but I'm sitting in my van to record this because it had the best sound. And I keep on hearing this buzz. There's some kind of like bug in here and I can't find it. And I'm totally not gonna edit this part out because this is real life. I'm sitting in my car recording my podcast and all I can hear is this buzzing. So that's fun. Again, I am not a Pinterest mom. Anyway, so I start this whole new thing. The good thing on Facebook is that whenever I restarted it, I actually got removed from, because it's as if that old account does not exist at all. It was never in in existence. I lost all the groups that I was in. It was very frustrating with some of them, but it was a blessing in disguise in other ways because I didn't have all these tons of groups that I really didn't ever visit anyway and just clogged up my feed. But still, even now, I am in groups that I love being in. They're homeschooling groups. They're fun schooling groups. I'm going to do a whole podcast on fun schooling one of these days because seriously, even if you're not a homeschooling family, anybody can benefit from these journals. They're just wonderful. I love them. But within those groups, there are moms that are so creative and it's beautiful. And they're always finding these fun, creative things to do with their kids whether it's a science experiment or it's a craft or some kind of outing that they go and some huge lesson. And 
I'm over here like, well, uh, my eight-year-old is finally learning how to read. <laughs> my 11-year-old is finally enjoying writing because we started learning cursive. And, you know, that's just how our family works. And I love seeing what other people see. But again, if you scroll for too long, it kind of becomes frustrating. At least it does for me. Maybe I'm the only one, but I feel like I'm not. But I see this, I'm like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. But that's totally not what I want to put my energy into because it's a great idea. And if somebody created it to me and said, here, open this box and let your kids do it. Hello. Thank you to shout out to KiwiCo. I'm going to link them in my show notes because if you have not had your family try out KiwiCo boxes, subscription boxes, we've been using them for over a year. Incredible monthly. Even I look forward to them coming every month now. They're fantastic. So many things. But I'm going to link it because if you use my link, I think if I do it correctly, you can get $10 off your um, first box. So super cool. So anyway, back to the story in hand, I find myself comparing myself to these other moms who are doing great. And there are some that actually they come in there and they're like, full confession. I don't have it all together. I'm struggling. My kid is struggling to read. My kid has dyslexia, my kid has this or that, ADD, um, or maybe they don't have a disability, but they're just struggling because kids struggle. Hello, they're humans. Adults still struggle. Kids are going to struggle as well. Even in that, I just get overwhelmed sometimes with thinking that my kids are not meeting up to the standards of somebody else's kid. A couple of weeks ago, I have a friend of mine that ironically enough is one of my friends that I met whenever I was doing all my infertility blogging and she and I have remained friends. She has three gorgeous boys. She is an amazing person. She's married to a police officer and they're just a fabulous family. I adore her and I only get to see her in my computer. I have met her in person a couple of times, but it's been years and years ago. She shared how she had done a TikTok video and somehow if you don't know how TikTok works, it's fine. Just go with it here. Promise. It's it's going to be okay. But she had posted a TikTok that had eventually ended up somehow being pushed out of the adults type of algorithm into the Gen Z people, kids, children, teenagers. And the thing is, is that my friend has a disorder that um, she was born with. There's an issue with some um, fusing of her bones and her neck. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce it at all, but that's not the point. The point is that it does give her the look that she does not have a neck and um, or doesn't have a lot of mobility. She is a beautiful person inside and out. And the video that she posted on TikTok had nothing at all to do with her fusion and her neck. It was actually an axe throwing video where she did, you know, those um, things that are starting to become really popular, those places where you throw axes. And I haven't been there yet, but it sounds like a lot of fun. But she posted where one handed she threw this axe and got a bullseye, like all in one swing. It was incredible. Well, these kids jump onto her comments and just start putting her down, making fun of her with her neck and with her body shape. And that had nothing to do with the video. But the words that these kids, and I'm hoping that they're just kids, because if they're adults, I mean, I'm gonna need Jesus to come down and hold me back. I wanted to rip these people out of my phone, reading the comments and paddle all their butts. However, 
the words were just awful. The comments were awful. And the more that people came to her defense, the more the haters came. Then within the same time frame since that happened, I was watching, actually, it was this past weekend. I was watching the Opry live on YouTube. I love the Grand Ole Opry. I think that it's just a cool thing. I would love that experience to be standing up there on the circle sometime and performing. That would be so cool. But I was watching it. And of course, since it was live, there were comments on the YouTube going through. And they, the comments, there were some that were very supportive. And these were adults. But they were horrendous. They were all about the performers. And um, Bobby Bones was the host. And so they were even putting him down. And Well, okay, there was one country artist that was on there. It was his debut night, and you could tell he was nervous. And I have performed. I have been in a band, and it is nerve-wracking, especially whenever you're in a new place, in a new environment. And I cannot even imagine being in the moment of debuting at the Grand Ole Opry and being able to function, (laughs) much less sound good. But he did sound pretty awful, It is what it is. You know, he was nervous, but he's a fantastic songwriter. But the words that were coming out of the mouths, well, typing out of the fingers of these commenters were just like, they were more than a bless your heart moment, like wash your mouth out with soap kind of thing. And I, I guess because I am very particular about what I allow in my head these days, Because I struggle with anxiety and PTSD, I have to be careful about the shows that I watch, the music that I listen to, the conversations that I have. Not that I live in a bubble, but I'm very particular about what I allow to take up, what I allow to take up habitat in my head. And so that means that a lot of times I don't watch the news. I hate watching the news, guys. It's awful. Like all it is is just a downer. And it's been that way like for as long as I can remember. So why should I watch it whenever all it is is just bad-mouthing people. It's not telling me what's going on. It's giving me their opinion. It's giving me the information that they want me to believe and the view that they want me to have, and I'm just not here for that. So because of that, I also stay away from all the negative Nancys and negative Nellies out there. I have just become dumbfounded in the past couple of weeks reading these comments on both the Opry Live and my friend's TikTok video and just some other places that I'm like, are these really adults? Were these people brought up in a home that had parents? (laughs) I know that we can only do so much as parents to raise our children up in a good environment. And there are some parents that they don't have the resources that other parents do. But resources or not, There are certain things that we as a parent in our mind, we can like in our ability to parent, we don't need someone to tell us how to have common sense. We don't need someone to tell us as adults, not as children, but as adults, I feel we don't need people to explain to us why we should be teaching our children why they should be kind with their words. We don't need a book to tell us that. We don't need to have all the money in the world. We don't need them to go to all the best schools to be able to learn how to treat people with respect and with kindness. And I can read all day long. I can see all the graphic t-shirts about be kind. I'm here for graphic t-shirts, by the way. I am that kind of mom. Love them. 
But we can read all the t-shirts in the world. We can read all the memes, all the inspirational quotes that we want. But if they're not getting out of our mouths with action, what good are we doing our children? What good are our children doing for the world? How can our children grow up without feeling less than whenever our world is so full of evil and unkindness? I mean, that's all it is. And bullying. How can we expect our children to know how to be kind to others, be unique themselves, embrace each other's uniqueness if we are not doing the same? They are watching us. We have all heard that. If you're listening to me, I am sure that you have heard that before. Our children are watching us. So then why are we acting like a bunch of fools whenever we have conversations with people on the internet? Why are we talking down to ourselves because of how we look or the things that we feel we can't do well? And we're doing that in front of our children. I mentioned in a previous episode about how my son told me that I needed to take my own advice from my podcast. They're listening. They're watching. What is our goal as parents? We don't have to have it all together. We really don't. And in fact, I think it's better whenever our kids see us not having it all together. Does it mean that they need to be in front of us whenever we have fights with our spouse? Not necessarily. They can. I think it is important that kids realize that marriage is not perfect. I grew up that nothing against my parents because they have been married for a very long time and their love for each other is incredible and it is obvious. But I grew up thinking that marriage looked a certain way and then I got married and it was not that way. Now, granted, some of that has to do with by the time that I started paying attention to my parents' marriage, they had already been through a lot of things together and worked it out. And they are different people than myself and my husband. So I do think that it's important for kids to see their parents not being perfect. I think it's important for them to see us not have it all together. It's important for them to see us fail at things. But it's also important for them to see us succeed, to see us work hard and not give up to see us taking a step forward and paying it forward to other people, having those conversations about people less than us, how like, and I don't mean less than because they're worth less than us, but like they have less than us. Because whenever it comes down to it, I am not like another parent. You are not like me and I'm not like you. We have been made unique by God, our creator. I am that parent. What kind of parent am I? I am the parent that my house is a disaster 99.9% of the time to the point that I get anxiety at even the idea of having a guest, even my own family members. I don't enjoy dressing up for long periods of time. I don't wear jewelry unless it's a special occasion. My hair is either in a ponytail or straight down, although I will tell you that it has come in handy that I have a sister that is an esthetician, another sister that's a cosmetologist. But usually my hair is either in a ponytail or straight down. I let it air dry as often as possible. And during the summertime, well, um, humidity and my hair are, let's just say, mortal enemies. (laughs) I don't make my bed every day. Sorry, mom. Neither do my kids. And guess what? I don't care. (laughs) Nobody is coming to my house anyway, because again, back to the whole like, 
I get anxiety at even the idea of people coming over. So my van is usually full of soccer gear, chairs, bikes, random clothes. We even have a box fan in there at the moment. And we have the wonderful pet hair that doesn't go away no matter how much you try and maneuver the vacuum to scrape it up. I have friends who have it together so much better than I do, or at least it appears that way. They always look put together along with their kids. They sit and they do homework. They sit and they do homeschool at a desk, on a computer, in books, all the traditional stuff. Other friends have kids who are doing all the activities and they boast at how well they are achieving it all. And don't get me wrong, I think that they are all wonderful families and I have no issues with them doing their thing. But dang it, if it doesn't make me take a pause now and then to think, am I just doing it all wrong? What does God ask of us? Does he ask us to be like everybody else? Does he ask us to make our beds? Does he ask us to have a three-course meal every day? Does he ask us to have it all together? Homeschool for my family means we learn on the go most of the time. We have a set thing that we do every week. So the kids might know that they need to do five days of math or, well, right now for the summer, they have to do three days of math. They need three days of reading, five days of devotional, and they take their whole food chewables seven days a week. They do animal care seven days a week. And yes, that's part of homeschool for us because homeschool for us is life. We do it around their activities. Guess what? Science for us is KiwiCo boxes a lot of times, and that's fun. Homeschool for us means not sitting at a desk. We sit on the couches and read our Life of Fred math book, which is fabulous, by the way, if you've never checked out Life of Fred. Highly suggested. We sit out on our back deck and we read together. We might build a fort and do it underneath there. And yeah, to some that might be like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. But other people, they (laughs) may say, the idea of that stresses me out and that's okay. Everyday life for us is watching TV, playing video games, We're just doing our thing. Does this mean that it's okay to not try and be better every day? Absolutely not. We should not compare ourselves, but we should always also strive to live the life we have been called to live. It doesn't mean our life will look like the girl next door or the family on Instagram with all the perfect filters or have all the perfect Pinterest boards and be fulfilling every single one of them. But it also doesn't mean we should just let it all go. There's a time for everything as the Bible and several songs say. (laughs) By the way, side note, just found that bug that just got me. So I'm going to open my door and toss it out. That's gross. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Okay. Woo. Anyway, I'm glad I got that taken care of. It was crawling in my hair. That was disgusting. Anyway, so there's a time for everything. Be real, but be better. That may mean fixing a meal at home a couple of times a week. It could be taking a walk around the block. Maybe it means getting up 15 minutes earlier to get a devotional time in. Maybe your version to be better is different than mine, different than someone else's. I will never be a Pinterest mom. I just won't. I can save all the things to all the boards. I can listen to podcasts. I can make lists. I can talk with friends about all the ideas we have. But when it comes down to it, that just isn't me. This past week, I was speaking to a few friends about their plans for vacation Bible school this summer. 
One of them is in charge of theirs and was telling in detail plans for making the decorations. It sounded super cute. And I asked if she enjoyed it. And she went on to say that, yes, she does. She enjoys the creativity and that kind of stuff. I told her that to me, it sounded awful. And they both just kind of looked at me for a second before laughing. And I said, it's not that I think it sounds awful that the decorations sound awful. They sound super cute. But the idea of going through all that work to be that creative for one week, I just, it's just not me. I think it's great. Which goes to show that we are all unique. We all have our own gifts, our own abilities, just like our children. One thing that we do all have in common is that we have the ability to be kind. We have the ability to try and be better every day. We have the ability to turn our worries and our stresses and our feelings of inadequacy over to our creator. Because let me tell you, God does not make a mistake. He made you and you are not a mistake. He made you for a purpose. I don't know what that purpose is. I'm not here to read into your life. I don't do that. That's not my gift. (laughs) But I am here to tell you that just because it's hard today, just because you might struggle today, doesn't mean that tomorrow won't be better. It doesn't mean that you're not here for a reason because you are here for a reason. He chose you for a reason. Don't doubt that. Sometimes, a lot of times, we need reminded of that. Now, maybe I kind of feel like this episode is all over the place, but I hope it makes sense because the whole point is that if you want to be the Pinterest mom because that's your jam, go for it. If you will never be that mom, that's okay. You don't have to be. You don't have to have it all together. Guess what? In the Bible, God takes the broken, the messy, the mistakes, and he uses them for a message. He uses pain for a purpose. And he is trying to use you. You don't have to know exactly what that plan is, but there's a purpose for you. And you don't have to look like anybody else. You don't have to look like the people that have all the filters. You don't have to find the filters. The only filter that you need is the Lord to filter your life with goodness and with joy and with blessing. And he wants to bless you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you and your children. Isn't that incredible at the idea that God chose you to have the child that you have? And he also chose your child for a spectacular reason. He created them in his image, just like you, just like me. So again, I will never be the Pinterest mom. My Facebook is all over the place, kind of like this podcast. My Instagram is not all perfect and pretty, but I'm real and I'm going to try every day to be better, to take one step forward. And I'm going to encourage my children to do the same. Speaking of that, there's an extension of this little corner of the world over in a private Facebook group that I want to invite you to be a part of if you're not already. You can find it by the link in the show notes or by searching Imperfectly Pollyanna Finding the Good. If you've not done so already, I encourage you to follow this podcast on the platform you're listening to right now, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, or somewhere in between. 
I'm hoping this podcast finds those needing encouragement, support, and community. If that's you, you found a friend. If you know of someone who would enjoy being a part, I'd love you to share it with them. I hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved. And I am glad you're here. See you next time.